Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Don't, Don't raise trade just, just yet. yet. Sit down and strap in for the Ultimate Super Coach Podcast. It's time to win your leagues and dominate your mates. This is the, the Jewel Position Podcast, hosted by Whisperer and Adrianosaurus. Oh, the Titans, eh? The bloody Titans. A young, exciting, promising side that have built this year with the addition of Kieran Fawn in the halves to give a bit of stability there. The Toby Sexton experiment probably didn't work last year. There was a few few ups and downs uh, along the, the, the Titans road last year. This year, it's tough to place them it's because I could definitely see them challenging the eight. Um, but overall, I've got them in 14th, Ado. Yep, um, 13th for me. I, I do um, agree. I think that it depending, they're sort of like a basket case, aren't they? You never know what you're going to get because on their day, they can absolutely look outstanding. They can blitz a, a top four team uh, and then they lose these ones and you're just like, how the hell did they lose that? Um, to be honest, I, I follow all of the um, teams, all their socials and stuff, and they're looking terrifically happy in the preseason, a lot of, I don't know if you saw the one with them singing on the stairs the other day and stuff. So I like the signing of, of, of four. And I think that it was a big mistake, probably letting Fogarty go, but I'm, I think that they've right pumped it right back in with a, a four and who's probably even better that I reckon for what they need than Fogarty. Um, so I think it's a year where they can probably, um, challenge for the eight. I've got them finishing 13th just with the way I think the other teams are going to land, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them in that dogfight with um, a lot of other teams for the eight. Yeah. As we get closer to the season, more and more mail, um, you know, comes out about sides and, and the how sort of they're, they're tracking. The Titans have basically all but confirmed AJ Brimson will be lining up in the fullback position this year uh, with Tanner Boyd pairing Kieran Foran in the halves. Looks like Foran's going to be on the left-hand side on Firma's edge and Boyd will be on the right-hand side with Fafita's edge. Um, centers and backs, you know, still yet to be to be made up. There has been a little bit of talk and a lot of showcasing on Alafiana Khan Pereira, the, you know, 200k center wing cheapie. Looks like he might get uh, get the start start the year, so that will help, and we'll we'll touch on him as you know this episode progresses. But in the gun category, Tino Fatasul Malawi, I genuinely think he could be one of the best front row forwards in the game if he transitioned to that role fully. Um, and we saw last year for Supercoach, he was playing big minutes at the back end of last year and was really really good. And to come out and say Joe Tarpany is the clear cut best front row forward option. I would push back on that. I think he is, but I don't think it's it's night and day as to what people are claiming. I think Tino uh, at 705k could really push for that. And I guess the added thing with Tino is he does have the jewel, which is handy. Yeah, the jewel is handy. And I think he, last year, I've always said um, ever since he came in, he's just got nothing to his game other than sort of runs. He doesn't offload and stuff, but we started to see a bit of that last year. And that sort of, pushes him up into the top echelon of front row forward. He is dual, which is really handy. I think it'll be him. And if you're going to splurge in the front row, I think it is him or Tuppany. 
I would still um, probably take Tuppany. I think uh, Tuppany does it so easily, and if he gets the minutes, I think he'll outscore um, Tino. But if Tino's probably he's the captain, I think he probably commands minutes. He doesn't have to. We don't have to sit on our edge of our seat waiting to see if he's going to keep those minutes. So he'll he'll. I think him and, and uh, Tuppany be top two this year probably. Both um both things to mention with Tarpany and Tino is both those sides run three forward for uh, three forward rotations in the forwards, so that always helps them out too. Um, mm. you know, it's nice to have that fourteen for Supercoach because it does free up some more minutes. Um someone David Fafita, six hundred and ninety K. It's a roller coaster ride with him. It's it's up and down. You know what we're gonna get at the highest of highs. The lowest of lows, they suck, but he still punches out 40, 50 points even on the worst day. People talk about his inconsistencies and whatnot, but yet the last two years he's he's still been very, very elite for Supercoach. He is, and that's the thing. When you've got the kind of game that he has, even even though you're like, I want these big 50-meter running tries and I want 150, because we know of all the second row of forwards, he's probably got the biggest ceiling, you know, yep. and we want that ceiling all the time, and it makes us selfish to get those all the time from him. And last year I thought he had an absolute wretched year. I thought they used him terribly. And he still averaged really well because he is elite. Um, this is a contract year. This is the last year of his million add, dollar add, contract. Add ten points to the average, surely. I reckon so. I mean, he's got. He wants to probably go and command as close as he can get to the million. Hopefully, probably eight hundred thousand. I think he's going to be sort of hoping for in a, in a, so, in a Canberra Raiders jersey. I bloody hope so. I tell you what, I, I wouldn't sneeze at taking a David for feeder. Uh, at all. For feeder and Hudson Young on your edges. Imagine that. Oh, mate. I love it. Um, yeah, so look, I think he's on for a big year. I've seen a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, when I saw him in the um, World Cup, I was like, oh, he's looking big, you know, like he's looking at like he's enjoyed his off season. But in the training videos I saw from them the other day, he's looking trim. He's looking fit and strong. He was running, at, he was running real fast. So I think he's in good shape as well. So um, I think he's a good go for this year. People are panicking about um, he's going to be next to, um, he's not going to be next to four, in which I don't, um, I don't really see a huge problem. I, I think it might be not as good, but they've been, boy, did him have played all of their junior career. And if you look at their stats throughout their career, it might almost be a better thing because they're just so used to each other. And I don't think Boyd's not going to do him dirty. Because they're mates. No, no. They're I, real good mates. You and I are the kind of super coaches. We're both big ceiling guys, and I don't think we'll ever be put off for feeder. Um, he might not make our size round one, but that's not because we don't like him. It's probably down to, to funding more than anything. But, yeah, I'm big on for feeder too. Um, it, it's... I don't see how it gets any worse than last year. And yeah, some weeks you're going to score 50 points and it's going to suck. But other weeks you're going to, Fafita will do something in the 75th minute and it'll get into 110. And you, you take those as it comes. You, these high ceiling guys, if they were not, if they if they had a safe floor, then you'd be paying 800, 900K for them. But the fact that Fafita does have those inconsistencies as you are getting him, uh, I would still say at a discount at 690. So I'm all aboard Fafita. Yeah. Um, AJ Brimson... Not so much a bounce back, not so much a gun, sort of put him in between the two. Uh, looks mm. like he, he does win the fullback spot over Jaden Campbell. He is available at 5'8 as well. So, you know, if you if you wanted to spend the extra money over someone like a Kalen Ponga who doesn't have dual at the moment, um, you could potentially run, you know, three elite fullbacks in your sides by pairing AJ with two other gun fullbacks in the 5'8 position. And yeah, 678k. Yeah, it's not the worst. He is sort of a semi-gun, I think. Um 
you know, we know that they he had a tragedy, obviously, in the off-season with one of his friends, um, sad passing. He's really um, spoken well about how he wants to um, do, a, 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 you know, an homage to him and have a, have a big year and dedicate it to him. Um, I think he is really good in the fullback position. As long as he's healthy, that's the thing with him. He does pick up an injury here and there. But that jewel's really handy this year. There's not so many that have them. Last year, what a gift it was having Hines available, fullback, halfback. And I, I actually, I think multiple times when I was sort of fiddling around, had Hines in the fullback and then I moved him back up to the halves. Yeah. Uh, it's it's quite handy, I think, um, you know, to be able to pick a, a, a fullback, an actual playing fullback, and pick him in your 5'8 position if you want to do that. It's not a, it's it's the opposite of what... Um, you know, Pong is going to do. He's going to be playing in the six, and maybe you can pick him in the fullback position. So I'm, 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 I'm not going to go there, but I'm, I think it's probably good things for AJ Brimson this year. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not against it. Uh, a little bit more expensive than Burton. I'm probably a little bit higher on Burton than I am AJ, just because Burton does have the goal kicking. Um, but yeah, if you want to zig with another zag, I definitely don't hate Burton as your, you know, main five eighth. If you want to go for a for a pot option. Um, we talked about Fafita having a down year last year and being priced at six ninety. Now, his counterpart Bo Furmore, I think, had a phenomenal season and is priced at six eighty six. I'm just not seeing it happening. I don't, I don't see lightning striking twice. Um, in in the sense of, I think we're paying max dollar for Bo Furmore, and I probably don't see it happening again. Yeah, well, see, last year they were actually passing to Fomor and they were using Fafita as a decoy. I think this year they're going to use Fafita better. They'd be mad if they didn't do it. And that 13th could be a 15th if they don't find a way to do it. I think Foran, um, you know, he's too experienced. He's got a bloke he played with his whole junior career. I think they'll use David Fafita more and there'll be less decoy Fafita and that'll mean less, you know, balls just go. I'm like, why are they always going to Fomor? I mean, he has having a good year. Uh, don't get me wrong, and he got up to Queensland, didn't he, uh, up he there did. in the he squad? Um, so he, he had a ripping year for more. He, the biggest thing that was the benefit of owning for more last year is you could pick him in the centres. So I'm not splurging if I'm going to have to put him in the second row. Yeah, no, losing center wing was was uh, big for him, and I've seen a few teams with Bo Firma on there. I just think if you're paying 686 for him, find the extra 4K and pay it for Fafita because we saw how poor Fafita was last year, and he still averaged more than Firma despite you know being phenomenal. Um, yeah. Earlier in the episode, Ado, we touched on the Titans lineup. Holbrook's basically all but confirmed his back line, and that leaves no room for Jaden Campbell, who is 567K, available fullback only. I don't really want to spend a whole lot of time on this because he's probably going to be playing 14 and in a premium position, be mad to uh, to even consider him. Yeah, I mean, he's. I think it's probably the best fit for their team. I think he's just a little bit raw, doesn't have the best passing game about him, and I think he stunts their attack a little bit. I think AJ um, is a better pick for them. Uh, it's, you know, um, he's a no-go on the, on the bench as a 14 at that price. A guy that really found his role last year, I felt, in this Titans side was Aaron Clark. I remember he started the season last year at 300K, and I was intrigued at Hooker. I didn't end up going there, but he sort of just plotted along at 40, 45 points a game. It wasn't until he was moved into the 13 jersey that he really, really excelled, and it's got me really excited for him as a prospect. Uh, available at Hooker 2RF, so a handy jewel, uh, 495K. This one is definitely minutes and team dependent. Uh, I would want to get some more intel from the Gold Coast. I'd want to see some trials before I really locked in Aaron Clark into my side. But boy, if he lined up in that 13 jersey and he was playing 
55, 60 minutes, you'd be hard-pressed not to find a spot for him in your team. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, he looked really good in the 13. Uh, and the only thing that it makes you probably worried about doing it to start this year is they did show last year that they were happy to put Tino back to the 13. I don't know whether it felt like Tino wanted to be the 13, but I think Tino has absolutely got to be up there in the prop position. They've lost a couple of um, big boppers, I think, as well. So hopefully they're going to go into this year and realise that like that sort of small mobile passing he's a dummy half by trade so he's got a good pass on him it works so well for them and the times that he was playing 13 last year they looked a hell of a lot better didn't they so uh it's a like you said i think the intel is the key if we get a a sniff we get a sniff that he's going to start in 13 i reckon he could be one of those real nice smoky options to start your team in the 400s just a tick under 500 but um handy jewel as well i mean if you're if you're going with um What's his name uh, from the Dolphins? He's got the same jewel. Oh, big Ray Stone, yes. Yeah, get I... Ray Stone. Get one of them as your back. Get Ray Stone as your backup hooker. I know. It, it, go with the cheese as your main hooker. Go Ray Stone as your as your backup, and then you can go and rock uh, Aaron Clark in your second row. Then you've got a, a, a weird sort of interchangeable. Well, you know the old Brandon Smith from yes. last year once. So, um, look, I, I like the look of him in the thirteen. Yes. I'm not a coach. I've got no coaching badges, but something that I have sort of noticed with these, you know, really good ball playing 13s, yes, it helps link up the, the, the halves, but it allows the halves to sit a tad deeper. And when you've got dynamic line runners like Fermor and Fafita, if you can get them wider um, and pushing between the, the halfback and center shoulder, then, you know, it's a, it's a lot more ideal. Whereas if you're going to have Tino, um, Boyd and Foran probably going to have to tuck in maybe two or three metres and maybe those lines don't open up for your edge runners. So, yeah, I do like the idea of, of uh, t- uh, Aaron Clark playing uh, 13 and, and does have that hooker duel, as you mentioned, that um, you can chuck him up there. You can also chuck Tanner Boyd up in duel. You can also chuck him at halfback and... Tanner Boyd is a guy that I'm seriously, seriously contemplating putting in my side, whether it be at halfback, that means we forego um, the, the Cleary-Hines combination, or we play him at hooker, um, which means I forego one of my gun hookers because Brendan Clark, Brendan Clark, Brendan Smith isn't moving from my side. Now, Tanner Boyd, 385k, we're getting a good price here because of his you know performances off the bench. Probably going to be goal-kicking as well. I think he kicked 21 from 25, um, you know, goals last year when, when he was kicking. Um, something to, to worth note as well, his average, I think, was around 65 points a game when he was playing halfback, and we're getting him at, you know, much, much discounted rate. Um, something to note with Fafita and his combination as well. When when Boyd played inside Fafita last year, he had uh, scores of 57, 86, and 90 for an average of 77.3. So I don't hate the idea of stacking up Boyd and Fafita together, especially if um, Tanner is goal-kicking. Yeah, well, that's it. He's not a bad goal kicker. Um, they've had a combination that was there right from high school days, so it makes me not fear for for feeder, like um, because you know Foran's not going to be there. Um, and 
you know, we, we talk about um, different strategies, which we're going to cover in later podcasts about builds and what kind of build can we, we go with. You can go and skip the premium hooker or you can skip premium half with the emergence of Tanner Boyd, I think. And that can, that is a strategy at which people can go. I talk to a lot of people who are doing it. One, They're just going with Brandon Smith and Boyd or they're going with Cleary and Boyd and they're just saving an absolute mozza of cash <laughs> and to pump it into their team. And they look like they've got hardly a, a bad player in any other position because yeah. of the funds saved. And that is a strategy. We'll obviously discuss it at length furthermore. But um, the emergence of him has sort of made people have another thought about... Um, how they'll go the build, I think. And I think he's going to be a good option for teams this year. Yeah, well, that's the thing. In these team preview podcasts, we're not going super in-depth with strategy for now. We will save that for close to the season. But just off, you know, just quickly off the top of your head, if you were to run Tanner Boyd, uh, are you going to run him at half? Are you going to run him at hooker? Uh, I think if I was going to go him, it'd be probably at hooker in place of Harry Grant. Yeah. Um, but then again, you know, we, we've been sort of talking about the teams and saying there are some worries when it comes to run, running a Hines and Cleary combo. So um, I think I'd probably – I feel more scared to sacrifice a Hines or Cleary than I do about sacrificing a Grant because a few times in my team I've gone down to Robson when I'm building my team. So I feel like that's where I could do it. Uh, but I'm open to all things if, if, if I decide that I want to do it. Um, there's – pros to taking one of Cleary or Hines out of your halves, probably Hines, I don't, you know, I've, I've often said, but um, I think you can play up in the, in the hooker position. If, if, if it, if it presents a play a player like this, so you can go. That's the, um, that's, that's the thing. Like Hines and Cleary are fantastic, but they're not a slam dunk pick combination. Like there is worries over the two Cleary having the buy in round three and both of them being out round 13. So there, just because they are two of the best players in the game doesn't mean it's an absolute slam dunk pick to run them. So I think if you are looking at Tanner Boyd, look seriously considering weighing up your options as to where you can, you know, free up the funds. Um, yeah. I mean, if he's, if he's, uh, you save 600,000 going him, you Over save six hundred thousand, yeah. and he might average fifteen points less. Yeah, exactly. you know, um, if it's those, those, that's the kind of maths that um, works, kind of, and, and doesn't mean that you can't get Cleary or the other elite half that you want, but maybe for starting the year it could work. Yeah, definitely, uh, and I think we'll, we'll we will discuss that more moving forward. Um, you wanted to also mention Mo Fodawaka, available front row forward five hundred and twenty five k in the similar mould as you know Welch, uh, Saifidi, Luke Thompson, Tom Gilbert, these kind of guys. Yeah, he's in that sort of price point where you're not paying a Tappany um, or Tino um, price. But I really like Mo as a player. He seems to me um, like a real talent. Probably in, he hasn't ever realised or got to the level that I thought he would. Uh, you know, do you feel that way about him? Not with, quite got there with yet. Mo, with Mo, yeah. Like there's, it's always been. You know, he's had plenty of potential and had. Uh, I think he was one of Queensland's best, uh, was it two series ago? And yeah, just probably didn't put it together so much last year, but I think he's a very, very honest, safe super coach option. Yeah, and looking at the, how I think they're going to line up as well, it's definitely him, and that's why I think Tino will play front row. I think they've probably lost a couple of names out of there, and I, I expect um, Mo, maybe he'll get up into the mid-600s this year, but I think he could average, you know, 50 to 60 points this year quite safely and he won't deviate from that it won't be a 31 week and 80 in the next week it's going to be pretty honest 55 60 points every week which is uh, ideal um yep. the titans as we have mentioned uh alafiano kian piera uh look a lot of a lot of showcase on him 
Um, center wing, 201K. Most likely we'll get the start round one. What his security is like, um, we will have to, you know, wait and see because there are some suspensions pending. Uh, but, you know, 201K, bottom dollar, you can do worse and invest. I think he will be in a lot of people's sides once the game fully opens. Yeah, he looks, you know, on the surface, like maybe one of the only actual bottom price ones that we, we might get. So you plug him in at the moment because the mail is good. Um, the mail on someone like Alamotti is not looking fantastic. So um, not that's not to say that it won't happen, but the mail on um, on this lad is is good. So you pump, pump him in there for now. Uh, and we, we deal with it if, if, if we get an email that says otherwise. And I think one of these guys will get a bench spot. It'll just be a case of who. Uh, little Haas and Little Tino, uh, you know, both the siblings of Payne um, and, and Tino, Faasul Malawi. Um, Haas is 235k. Tino, oh, sorry, Faasul Malawi is 201k. Uh, both these guys in the forwards, one forward, one 2RF. I think Haas probably has the the high chance of getting picked, but I do think one of them gets a spot regardless. Yeah, I think it's going to go to one of them. Um, obviously, they've got pretty good names behind them, haven't they? So they've probably got a bit of talent. Maybe they're a bit raw and have a bit of um, first grade behind them before they, they get there. And maybe they may not even be as good as the siblings. But uh, I think one of them might jag a bench spot. The price is quite nice for them. Uh you know, is there is it all depends on who else we get. You know, a lot of people got Pele in their team, and he may not even jag that bench spot. If one of these guys does jag a bench spot, um, you might be able to just slide him into your team as a bottom price front row or second row forward. Very much so. Well, that's the Titans wrapped up. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with Manly Seagulls, and then we're going to have the weekend off. Be back Monday, wrap up the teams. And then we get into the really, really nitty-gritty stuff, stats, you know, all that fun stuff when it comes to deep, deep player uh, analysis, position analysis. But, um, yeah, mate, we uh, you and I are both off to Sydney. We're going to do the uh, the old podcasters meet-up. going to go watch watch a bit of the cricket. So that'll be good. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, Ada's getting ready. Tell them, tell them the business. You Already pre-drinking. Oh, yeah, I'll be going large. So I said to her, record it because... Ado might be going for a crowd catch and take out a row of kids. Yes. So, you know, get, get it on film. <laughs> Fantastic. We'll see you tomorrow with uh, Manly Seagulls and uh, contentious topic of Tom Travojevic, whether we start with him round one or not. My friend, I will, uh, we'll see you all then tomorrow. No worries. Cheers, mate. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.